Welcome everyone to another edition of Chumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm here with Matt, and we got a special guest here today, Matt, and he's going to rival Keith from two weeks ago. We've got Dakota, lifelong listener. How are you, Dakota? I'm good. How are you guys? I say lifelong listener. It's been two two years, and I know you've listened to it's every the life single of the show, show, Danny. <laughs> yeah, um, Dakota. Matt and I are both Titans fans. Scott, who can't be on the show today because work's ruining his life, still, he's a Jaguars fan. Do you have an allegiance to a particular NFL team, or are you all over the place? I'm all over the place. I was a Rams fan. They moved, so I hate them now. Um, Good. My biggest allegiance is whoever's playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Well, I did not know that. Say is give the listeners at least your most hated team, so I guess yeah, it's the Kansas Chiefs. Are. And Absolutely. you nailed it, too. Good. Good. That, that's a, so you were as annoyed here just fine. <laughs> so you know what we should do we're just going to hit pause we're going to rewatch the Bengals Chiefs game from the I'm playoffs down. and just go over that on the show instead now uh, all right well being a fan of the league I know maybe last year you you had your favorite teams to watch what is your what is the team you're most excited to watch play this year at this point um team I tune into to watch make sure I see their games are the Bengals you get to see Jamal nice. play. You get to see T. Higgins play, Joe Mixon, and of course Joe Burrow. It's just a, a blast to watch them play. Um, I like to watch 49ers, just see all the creative stuff Shanahan does. Those are probably my two favorite offenses to watch. That's good. That's fair. Hey, These are good answers. The whole show. Okay, got it. I wrote that down there. Uh, you know what? It might. I got a note down here. You know, we'll, we'll find out here. Okay. So what we're going to talk about today is a little bit of dynasty talk, a little bit of super flex talk because Dakota and myself are in a brand new dynasty super flex league. Neither one of us have played in a dynasty league before. That's right. Right. Dakota, you've never played in a dynasty league before. I, either. I played in one. Um, okay. But so he's a vet. A, it was very uh, inconsistent. A lot of guys quit halfway through the season. So this yeah. is my first real time diving in. Hard. Wow. There's like a mid season mutiny. Yeah, a bunch of guys' teams just sucked. They gave away a bunch of rookie picks for guys they thought. Oh, they just sold off for the future. They bailed, exactly. And it was a group of guys who didn't know each other, so nobody cared. Uh, Do you have rules against that in the Dynasty League that you will be starting? Yeah. I want to hear what those rules are to kind of see how to formulate a Dynasty League. My big one that's how it's going to work is you're not going to be able to trade future rookie picks without paying for that season in advance. So if you want to pay – if you want to ship away your 2023 picks – rookie picks you're gonna have to pay for 2023 oh that's good financially invested into the season before you've completely sunk all your draft capital i like it yeah i'm in i'm into that i didn't know that and i'm in the league but i'm into guaranteed that. rookie contracts is what i'm hearing yeah. all right <laughs> yeah um we're gonna talk a little bit about that super flex a little bit because we like on the show we kind of historically cover just redraft kind of stuff so it'd be kind of cool to explore those kind of things and how to go about at least draft season and those then we're going to talk a little bit about quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. I just listed all the, the positions. Like you guys said, no, that isn't fantasy football. But we're going to talk early on in the season. It's April right now. Uh, who we like. think we're a little bit underrated on the current rankings or ADP. Who we think are a little bit overrated. Who are kind of steering clear of based off of today's current ADP. And we're going to do a little this guy, that guy. We're going to have some beers. Uh, like, what this sounds like is you're like, <laughs> we're going to go through a little bit of dynasty, a little bit of super flex, go through rankings, talk about it. 
we're just going to talk about fantasy football during the off season is what it yeah. sounds like. Here. Yeah. Well, I got my list of shit to go through. Okay. And I, <laughs> I have, now that I've read it all, let's start this off with my uh, quick question. Okay. You guys ready for this? Um, Easter was last weekend. So we're going to do a keep trade cut. You ready? The keep trade cut is Skittles, Starburst, or an Airheads. Keep trade cut Skittles, Starburst, and Airheads. Dakota, you are our our guest. You may begin, and I didn't give them any time to prepare. I didn't tell them this was the keep trade cut. So Dakota, blast off. This is going to be controversial, but I'm keeping Airheads. I love Airheads. I think they are one of the best candies out there. I'm going to trade Starburst. Because I think that's what most people will want, and it'll get me the most back, a very valuable asset. I'm going to cut Skittles. Uh, they're fine, good candy. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but they all taste the same. The fragrances. <laughs> put fragrances Look, to make we, but if you do a taste is test, it, though, they are they different. You close your eyes, you can hand one. You can go, that's grape. That's it's sure. You then, then why? So there wasn't there you a big controversy up, like five years back? They got rid of green apple, uh, or they got rid of lime and replaced it with green apple. Great move, always crazy. It's always and a great so move there has to replace to be a lime, right? Or else yeah, never noticed. I'm, I've watched a video on it before. <laughs> So that's what I've always heard. I'm not a they're fine, but if I'm getting a small circular candy, it's an M&M. Oh, <laughs> uh, Matt, what do you got? Keep trade cut. So I'm cutting Starburst, and this is assuming that I'm still allowed to go out and purchase other taffy type candies because Starburst is like bobbing the barrel to me. You give me some Mambas, fuck yeah, we're talking. Those are up in the mix. Starburst, nah. You always get the only time I ever have Starburst anymore are in the little Halloween two packs, and I open it up, it's like two yellow, 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 <laughs> yellow, yellow. So they're just automatic disappointment then. But that's my cut, uh, easy cut for me. My mm-hmm. trade is actually Skittles because people fucking love Skittles. Marshawn Lynch is like a free poster boy for it, mm-hmm. and they do taste good. Why I don't care to have them as my keeper is because I they get stuck in my throat every time I swallow a Skittle. It's like I chew it up and I swallow it. I just know it's going to hang up there on the back of my tongue. Are you I'm doing like, it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, back of the tongue, gag it on your throat. You're supposed to it. drink it. You're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> it happens constantly to me. I assume it happens to others too. So, but not everybody. That's why I'm going to trade Skittles because some people, I guess, don't have the tongue thing and <laughs> they're just delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping Airheads because Airheads are underrated. Airheads are delicious and you can do the fun thing where you like shake them all the way down to one giant blob at the end and stick it in your lip like it's uh <laughs> like a tobacco a big old airhead dip yeah uh, but yeah airheads are delicious i'm keeping them i can't believe this but um out of the three i'm shocked that all three of us are keeping airheads it is the correct decision because airheads <laughs> are the best out of this group for sure um and I haven't had an airhead. My teeth are a little fidgety. I grind them. They come out every now and again. What are you going to do? So I haven't had airheads in a while. And I had them just like a week or so ago. And I'm like, why have I not been just slamming these for the past 15 years? <laughs> so airheads, number one, I'm trading Skittles. You know what, though? I take I take it back. I think I'm with Dakota on. I think I can get more value i think no i think that people in general like starburst more than they do skittles i think which is, i don't i don't pull on this somewhere okay. i'm going to the associated press okay. there has okay. to be 
Skittles or Starburst. I love Skittles and I, I'm not really a big fan of Starburst because they're too sticky. So I love Skittles, but I bet the world thinks that Starburst is better. So I'm going to I'm going to toss I'm going to trade Starburst and cut Skittles, okay. even though I love According Skittles. According to 102.9 WBLM, which is a radio station from somewhere, I guess, who has an article posted this online. <laughs> radio station from oh, some fucking place okay and i'll to get back to you finish finish your thought Dan. Uh, he I'll thought that you guys all that, that was that was it I, you you look super ready for that answer of what's more popular between skittle i think there's we, a paywall which is why uh, i'm backing out here all right what, no. yeah whichever one the internet says is more popular i'll trade that one the point of this is i'm keeping your heads okay can we just agree on that that the point is i'm keeping your heads um Speaking of candy, though, do you guys agree or disagree with this statement? Starburst changed the game when it comes to jelly beans. And they changed they, it. There are other players in the game now, though, too. But is there, are there anything near Starburst jelly beans? Yes. I didn't get them this year. Last year, my in-laws had Jolly Rancher jelly beans. They, okay. Oh, okay. That's good. something. And uh, this year we have Sour Patch Kid jelly beans. I, they're on a different like playing field than the Starburst one, so I can't say they're better, but they're good. I'm a big Sour Patch Kid fan, so so everybody's getting the jelly bean game these days, Danny. And Starburst gonna have to work hard to keep that one, number one spot. Is all I'm saying. Dakota, have you had any of these jelly beans? I am not a jelly bean person. No, oh, my goodness. Okay, well, then there's, la- there's like one week a year every week. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so last question about candy that I've written down. It's a burning question. I need to know. Reese's peanut butter cups. Um, are the Easter bunny shaped Reese's, even though they're the exact same as regular Reese's, are they better just because they're in they're in like a different shape? Because the answer is yes, but why? Why are Easter I, bunny shaped Reese's better than regular Reese's because they taste the exact same? Is it the ratio? I will say it's definitely like the you said Easter bunny shape, but I always have the Easter egg shape or there's other holidays. I'm sorry, Easter. Shapes. It is Easter egg. It's Easter okay. egg, not Easter bunny. But either way, they are different than the traditional peanut butter cups. But I think it's like they use a softer chocolate to mold it around like, a I don't know. But I like the peanut butter cups more. I'm, I'm more in that boat. So I'll vote against you here, Danny. I agree. Uh, oh, so you agree with Matt? Yeah, it's not even close to me. Arc the Christmas There's like a, tree. a hard crispiness to the crust that you don't get on the the shaped ones. Is that important? Like pop yeah. off that. Yeah. Yeah. Part. Oh, shit. Part okay. of the experience. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, what do you guys feel about peeps? Nah. Yeah. I could leave them. I had one for the first time in like years recently. It didn't taste like anything. Like my mouth felt like sugar. Sounds about but right. I didn't I didn't but I didn't even taste the marshmallow and like I can taste marshmallow and things I couldn't even taste it. It's just like sugar on sugar on sugar, but I didn't taste any of the sugars. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I also have an airhead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which full is... circle. <laughs> Bring it on in. All right. <clears throat> Let's talk a little bit of news. Not a ton of news. Um in the last two weeks since we've been on here. The big one though is Dwayne Haskins, uh 20, I believe 24 years old. Uh, killed in a car wreck. It was pedestrian versus car, and um, he died. That's crazy and totally terrible and horrifying and blah. Thoughts? I agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> At the same time, the story of how it happened sounds like 
what I would expect in like Waterboy when like Bobby Boucher's mom is talking about how his dad died. It's mm-hmm. just like the most incredible like chain of events. It's like he left practice, ran out of gas, and decided to cross an interstate and got hit by a dump truck. Like, what is this chain of events that happened? I don't know. <laughs> sounds like it, a made up story. Yeah, it sounds wild. I saw a video today of guys showing up to voluntary workouts. And uh, I I mean, I think you guys probably saw the video of Claypool after it happened in his car. Did you guys see that by chance? No, I did not see that. Oh, he was just bawling, just upset. Of understandably, it's friend, it's his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but he showed up today a few weeks after, and man, he just looked broken. Mm-hmm. So I kind of expect that that locker room's pretty hurt right now after that. Yeah, the outpouring of love has been really, really great to see. Apparently, he was a wonderful person. So that's, I mean, that's something. But I mean. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, we'll we'll move past that. Nothing more to say other than it's terrible um, to less important things. Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, and to a lesser extent, Terry McLaurin. All three of those guys are, I believe, from the same draft class because they're approaching new contract area territory. Uh, they're all they're technically on contract this year, right? But yeah, the rookie deal's done, so they're going to be shopping for money, right? Yeah, they're all disgruntled, uh, different levels of gruntledness. Um, but Debo seems to be the most disgruntled, followed by AJ, followed by Terry. So Dakota, is Debo going to find a new team? Make a call on right now, April 20th. What do you think? Yeah, he's going to get traded. He yeah. wants to get paid big money like Tyreek, Devontae Adams. He wants big money. He also said he doesn't want to run the ball anymore, which is one of the best things he brings to the game. He's an extremely exciting player when he has the ball in his hands. And I can't imagine saying I'm going to pay this guy 25 million a year and I'm going to take away his best skill set and I'm not going to use it anymore because he doesn't want to do it. I don't think that makes sense. I think they'll trade him, get a bunch back for him because he's a great player. And, you know, I ukulele, Kittle elite, and that'll just be what it is. Yeah. As I, I guess if he does get traded, Iuk, I mean, he blasts off. Uh, so does George Kittle, I suppose. Um, in rankings there, but I mean, the Jets seem like the kind of team that would be like, I'll give you as much money as you want. Please come oh save God. us. The, the, That's the team the I think Jets pay death curse right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I saw something saying, why don't the Titans and 49ers just trade Devo for AJ? Just see what happens. Like uh, as a Titans fan, I would, uh, I, I would honestly, I, I would prefer both. Yeah, that's the thing. I would rather have Brown, but I've got feelings on Debo. I think we're going to cover later in the, the wide receiver section. But Terry, Dakota, you were saying Terry McLaurin is saying he's going to report to the offseason stuff, though. So he's playing He's playing nice. Yeah, I, I think he'll get a deal. He's their only weapon. I mean, yeah. Antonio Gibson's good, but they don't even like to use him that much. They use J.D. McKissick a whole hell of a lot. He's getting that's the Aaron Jones treatment. Yeah, it is. But uh, I, I think he'll get paid. I think he deserves to get paid because he's been playing with trash quarterbacks since he's been in the league. Um, he's usually healthy, performs. I, I think he'll get his contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the uh, the only news I got. You guys, can you guys think of anything else that's happened in the last couple of weeks, or should we move on to, like, the third section out of, like, 17 sections I said we were going to cover today? Let's just do that. Let's talk a little bit about Dynasty. Um, Matt, you're not a big Dynasty guy. Is that is that a correct statement, or is that uh I just haven't really... Dipped your toes? Gotten the invite 
from all of my many friends who are in different dynasty leagues to come play in their leagues. I so, invited you to fantasy baseball <laughs> twice and you said no. So that's the same. Right? <laughs> so Matt's not in on fantasy baseball, so he's not in he on fantasy football dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's talk a little bit about that. Now that I know that, I mean, Dakota told me before the show that he was in a one league that it was kind of falling apart, but he has a little bit of dynasty experience. Then I hit record straight up, forgot about it. And then I asked him about it on the show. But Dakota, talk to us a little bit about dynasty drafting in a startup and how much you think age plays a factor into who you draft because that's the big that's a big change compared to redraft leagues right yeah i think that's what makes to me i i think i'm more interested in dynasty now than i am redraft i've crossed that line where redraft is fun but it's not as fun um so redraft is about win now. And so every one of your league mates has the same idea. They're doing the same strategies. They're all, all in trying to win now. Now in Dynasty, you have people playing for the future. You have people who might even draft teams that are going to tank because they want number one overall picks in the future. You have guys that are going to play it like a redraft where they're just going to draft the best team possible and try to win championships right out the gate. And so – that is what I think is the most fun is there's just such a variance in strategies. Now about age, it matters a lot to me. I'm not somebody who I think Cooper cup's probably going to finish top five for the next three years at wide receiver position. I'm not drafting Cooper cup in the first two rounds. I'm not going to touch him. He's, he's about to be 30. I, I think he's already 30. I think he's close. I think he's 28, 29, but I get what you're saying. He's older than the other guys in that realm. Yeah. But give me CD over Cooper cup. And I don't think CD is going to touch what Cooper Cup's going to do over the next three years, but it's just, I don't want to, you know, play for three or four years when now when I can get 10 years of great production from a player like CD or by saying CD, you mean CD lamb. Is that yes. correct? Yeah, correct. <laughs> and so I just think it's such a preference thing because a guy who drafts cup is going to get that production right out the bat for the foreseeable future with Matt Stafford being locked Are you up. saying you would draft CD Lamb before Cooper Cup in yep, fantasy? Dynasty, regardless in of round? In a dynasty. Um, no, I don't know. If, if if Cup fell to the mid-third, maybe not. But just where they're going, they're both going in the mid to early second round. If I'm going right there, I want the guy that I'm going to have for a decade performing on my team than for the next three or four years. Yeah, I'm not a big Cooper Cup fan by any means, but it was interesting to me that you threw CeeDee Lamb in the mix because he's not a guy I'm, I'm truly hot on or I think is proven in my eyes. So He's not to me either. I, I, I want to hear more about your CD love is what I'm getting at. <laughs> I don't actually I would, have uh, all that much of it. It's just they're so close in ADP. Uh, CD is still 23, I believe. Very, very. Yeah. He's attached he's, to Dak. Um, Cooper's gone. That's the big one, right? Yeah, Amari, Amari, Amari Cooper's gone. Yeah. I just – I don't see a world where CD's not a top 15 receiver mm-hmm. in years he's healthy and years Dak is healthy for mm-hmm. I mean, literally the next decade. And right. you're, you're getting all of that for, and you're getting the value. You're getting every player you have on your team, if you want to move them for something else as an asset, mm-hmm. every year Cooper Cup is going to depreciate just so much as an asset. Whereas CD, up until the time he's 27, 28, he's going to hold value. Yeah. So that's another reason. One of the things that is making me nervous about entering this dynasty league and we're having our startup in a couple of months um, and I'm trying to look into how to go about doing this draft. And I have the 101 in the 10 
10 team, you know, super flex, which we'll talk about as well. One of the things that's making me nervous and intimidating me a little bit because I don't know the dynamics of how to actually go about it are future draft pick trades because they are like not only common, they're almost required when it comes to evening out, you know, uh, trades and trades are huge in dynasty. I get that. And people are a little bit nervous about them, but how valuable is next year's first round? Do you know what I mean? Like how valuable is next year's first round pick compared to 2024's first round pick versus next year's third round pick? Do you have any like ideas of how to judge value on that? Well, you know, uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder kind of yeah. as far as that goes, but so like 2023 is supposed to be an incredibly strong draft class. Everybody's drooling right now, right? Mm-hmm. But today is the lowest value you're going to get for a 2023 pick. Next year, right before the draft, when everybody is literally going nuts for these players, when you're going to have the most value. So I'm almost to the point where I'm not trading 2023, 2024 picks because I'm not going to get the most value for them right now. It's a, okay. it's a, it's a silly time for, to me to sell them, but I will try to buy them right now. At the same time, I say you could uh, you could trade away your second round this year for somebody's like first and third next year, right? Well, a lot of times because a guy will like let's say there's a guy named uh, Rashad White. He's running back from Arizona State. People love him because he can catch the ball. He had like a thousand yards rushing. Looks like a good prospect, and he's probably going mid second in these rookie drafts. But there he there is such a group of people who just think he is going to be a superstar in the in the NFL. And if you can catch the right one who's willing to pay the right price, you could probably get a first-round pick next year for a second-round pick this year, which I think is a great investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good way to looking at that. It may, Just trading draft picks makes me so nervous, and I hate it, but I do it in uh, redraft leagues even because, Matt, we started doing draft pick, future draft pick trades in redraft, which is a scary enough thing because you're not attached to these people for long periods of time. But um, I, it makes me nervous. But we're... Dakota starting this new dynasty league and it's a super flex as well. So let's talk super flex for a minute. Um, they're in a way, not exactly, but it's basically a two quarterback league. Then it, the allowing the super flex to where you can plug a running back wide receiver or tight end to that spot gives you a little bit of flexibility. If you are just back against the wall, I've got fucking nothing. <laughs> I can toss in some goober from the commanders in that spot. So it's basically two quarterbacks. How does that change draft strategy when you basically know you're going to start two quarterbacks? Uh, in a dynasty league, it changes it a lot for me because how I was talking about CeeDee Lamb, how I'm getting a, a decade of production. If you get Joe Burrow, you're getting a de- you're buying a decade of probably top eight quarterback play. Uh, Jeez, knock for- on wood, man. <laughs> same thing goes for Mahomes. Same thing goes for Josh Allen. You know, you're Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, all those. You're buying just top eight quarterback play for a long time. But in redraft, I think that's where you take advantage of people. Guys will reach real high in the first round for a guy like uh, – like Kyler Murray, right? I can get Ryan Tannehill in the eighth. And I you don't want let me tell you right now, you don't want to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he finished QB twelve last year. He was the year-long stats aren't bad. And Superflex, no. you can have the guy, yep. you can have your big play guy, but you can also have the the slow roller who like the Russell Wilson ends every year with great stats. Dak Prescott ended the year with great stats last year. You can get those guys that aren't like flashing every week that can just really stabilize your point scoring yeah redraft i tend to wait longer and get 
premium position players. But Dynasty, I'm, I'm willing to spend up. Um, in the first round of our Dynasty draft coming up, I'm pretty sure I'm going to take a quarterback. Where um, are you going? Sixth, fifth, think, seventh? And there's there's seven quarterbacks I would take in the first round. So it kind of makes me think, unless unless like Jonathan Taylor's there or something like that. I take Jonathan Taylor over him. Justin Jefferson is the hard one for me to pass. Oh yeah. 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 Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are the ones that would be hard for me to pass on. I think in redraft, I'm still pretty concerned about taking quarterbacks early just because of scarcity of startable players. You're talking super flex. Um, so you, you're, you're starting two quarterbacks every week and you need somebody to start on a quarterbacks by week. So then you're looking at a 12 team league. And so ideally there, you're going to have to carry three quarterbacks because there's going to be nobody startable on a waiver wire. That's not anything you know of in a a single quarterback league. There's always people to scoop and play. That's not going to be the case here. You have 12 teams that should roster three quarterbacks. That's 36 quarterbacks. There's only 32 teams. So I'm, I'm making sure that I get three startable quarterbacks yeah, I'm the same and they, I'm watching bye weeks now. I don't watch bye weeks in typical draft redraft leagues. I'm watching them on my quarterbacks. Yep. Yeah, and that's helpful. Why we have why it's a super flex instead of two quarter two quarterback leagues are dumb. Just make it a super flex for that exact reason that Matt just said, especially when it's a dynasty because it gives some people flexibility. Where it's like, ah, do I want to play fucking Mitch Trubisky or do I want to play? You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but no, I could not have tooted the horn of Ryan Tanhill more before last year. And he made me look like a, f- he didn't make me look like a fool, but he did make me look like a little bit of a fool. Maybe 12, dude. He's one. It's similar to, uh, wherever Ezekiel Elliott finished. Ezekiel Elliott actually finished as an RB one. RB seven. Yeah. No yeah. one gave a shit. No one gave a shit. Yeah, like he went down I further. He was used up at the beginning of the year, and he, he put together a decent season. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> let's. So we're gonna get into the actual positions here. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll do that. How's that sound? Good. 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 Okay. Be right back. Hey, everybody. Ty here with Dan and Tone from the Upper Decker Podcast. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Chumps to Champs. These guys absolutely kill it when it comes to fantasy football, and I'd be willing to bet that if you're uh, you're a football fan, there's a good chance you follow baseball as well. And if that's the case, we want you to finish up this episode and then head on over to the Upper Decker podcast. We cover all things baseball, so whether you want to hear about the latest on-the-field action, listen to breakdowns of trades and signings, or learn about some crazy baseball history, we've got a little something for everyone. We are going to drop some knowledge on you and hopefully give you a few laughs in the process. If you want to check us out, we're available on all your streaming platforms. We'd also encourage you to follow us at Upper Decker Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Hope you check us out and enjoy the rest of this episode of Chumps to Champs. Woo! Welcome back, Chumps. Um, we're here with Dakota, our guest, and we're talking Dynasty. We're talking Superflex. We're talking rankings. We're talking fantasy football. We're talking Easter candy. And now we're going to talk a little bit about beer. Dakota, you're not a uh, craft beer fan because it's persnippity. Yes, it's very pompous. <laughs> I haven't seen it all tastes terrible and you guys pretend it's good. It's it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It is not true. 
and I, like I got both. I like both regular beer and craft. Beer. Yeah. Okay, I can I can respect that a little more. But those people who are just like, I had an Indian pale ale. It's the only thing in the world. I, I never said it was the only thing in the world, though. <laughs> I never said it was the only thing in the world. I just said this one's nine point nine percent, and it is doing its job, and it tastes delicious. I do have selects upstairs, but you're a Bud Light guy. Is that correct? I, I, I work for Anheuser-Busch, so any Anheuser-Busch product is all good. Good job. Well, I just did this the other day. I was thinking of all, all your light beers, your your regular beers. Rank your, your like, your I'm being cheap one, your this is my go-to regular price one, and my I'm being fancy with this light beer, light beer, because I got mine. If you want to know something, uh, mine is literally the same one for all three. I love natural. Okay. Light. Natural light is one of the best beers around. It is so easy to yeah. drink. Great. So that's one through three on the ranking is natural light. Now you can't say that's your fan. I'm being fancy. I am fancy. <laughs> Nobody can tell me. Different. Uh, can I, can I do mine, Matt? Yeah. Danny, if you actually play the game, what the fuck does that mean? Dakota <laughs> just picked Natty Light for all three. I uh, that that's 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 true. So, I, you know what? No, mine were gonna be different. Okay, give us yours, Matt. All right, mine are Natty Light's my cheap but great beer. I I do think like out of all of mine are gonna be AB products because I'm St. Louis guy and they're all gonna be ABs. So just get all your Millers and crap out of there. Yeah, yeah. but like. People don't give Natty Light the credit. I will buy Natty Light over Bush Light. I'll buy Natty Light over Bud Light. Um, Absolutely agree. And there's a couple others, and they're like maybe Mick Golden falls in there. I'm not a big Mick Golden Light guy. I like um, it. A lot of people around St. Louis are big on it. I think it's because it wasn't around here for so long, and people are like, "Oh my god, we can get it now. Cool. It's not that great." Middle of the road is Bud Select. Um, That's my go-to. Yeah, quality. I think it beats out. Bud Light, I, I definitely beats out Bud Light, and it's delicious. One so, more point, one more tenth of a percent of alcohol than Bud Light too. So you're getting you're getting your bang for your buck there. I'm really annoyed that that was, that was going to be. My, I I wasn't going to say Natty is my like low grade that I really like because I really do think that Natty is. Quite, I can't believe it. Back in college, we used to slam those because they were cheap. And nowadays I'm like, this is good. It's absolutely better than Bud Light. You are oh, yeah. right about that. Bud Light um, is way overrated in most circles. Can I finish before you go though, Danny? Of course. It's going to be the same tier, as those. So yeah. yeah. My top tier is easily Mick Ultra. It's delicious. It's crisp. It's good for you. Light. It has like two carbs. So you're being healthy. Seven uh, of vegetables in each beer. Yeah, it's, yeah. and it's like a healthy one, but it's not like it's not like it's they a like a one. Bud's like fifty five yeah. where they like half the alcohol. It still yeah. has your normal like four two light beer alcohol. Um, and I will say, um, I was recently on a beach vacation, and all the people I was with, like all they drink is ultra. So all I drank was ultra, and you can you can do those from like noon till you're going to bed, and you wake up the next day and you feel great. Yeah, it's just. There's, I think it's the, the the lower carbs or something like nothing's sticking around. I've, I'm refreshed. I'm ready to go, baby. The um, if Scott were here, I mean, the, he's working. He'll just go ahead and say the Keystone Light. So <laughs> back when we no, he wouldn't say that now. Now that he's in his mid thirties, oh, but man, we would get those thirty six packs of Keystone Light for like seven bucks <laughs> and just rip through those sons of bitches. Um, none of these are nearly at the level of. 
And there you go. Matt's showing us the Natty Light old school can. What is that, the 80s? Yeah, that's the vintage can, but they're going back to the regular version now, and I have no idea. What <sighs> the vintage you, don't, you don't need a change from that. That's, no, that's it's art and it's yeah. perfection. Retro always becomes modern. Yep. I mean, it's cyclical, but uh, none of these are hams, land of the sky, blue waters, and none of these are stag, but these are good choices outside of hams and stag. Can we all agree on that? There's also a beer that we used to drink so like hams, 10 years is ago. Is hams your, your cheap, like, no, it, cheap beer? it's it's natty, I guess, because it does fall into that range. and I do love it. And I guess people do think of natty that way, but I'll get hams when I'm, when I'm feeling a little bit frisky. Okay. When I'm feeling a little bit hairy. I'll get the hams or the stag. Um, they used to have Schaefer. You guys remember Schaefer's? Mm. Schaefer's were not nearly as good, but we got them anyway because I don't know why. Anyway, so, you, so hams basically your I'm a I'm sleeping in a gutter beer. <laughs> That's a good, or I'm going on a float trip beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is the same. So let's talk football. Let's talk uh, rankings right now. And again, this is April, so feelings can change, emotions can change. Uh, the draft hasn't even happened yet, so a lot of things can change. But guys, we can mix this with redraft. We can talk about dynasty. We're just going to encompass all that. Just we'll just talk about what we're talking about. Uh, let's talk about quarterbacks and let's talk about guys that we're liking a little bit underrated, maybe for ADP, just guys that we're saying, you know what? That's my boo. And just tell us if you're talking about redraft dynasty, you don't have to cover both, but let's just, let's just, let's just kick it. And Dakota, you can you can begin. Who are you looking at? That's underrated. Um, same guy. We'll at interrupt you first, oh, Dakota, and say that we typically go based off half PPR. That doesn't matter for quarterbacks, but just know usually we reference half PPR. The ADPs I got were from half PPR, so that'll work just fine. That's hot. Um, so the quarterback from this year, same quarterback last year, who won me a championship in your league. Oh, uh, that's right. We never even talked about that. Dakota is the world champion of the Chumps to Champs. That's right. Uh, thing league. Yep. Dakota did it. I did it. And then yeah. uh, I had. Did you get your T-shirt? Probably not. not. <laughs> You're in charge of the T-shirts, Matt. We talk about. This. <laughs> well, we'll get um, it to you before next season. We'll get you right. something. Something. Now, nah. all right, Dakota. We've cut you off for the last time. Go ahead. But anyway, I won another uh, league championship with this guy, and he was so cheap last year. And it's he's not near as cheap this year, but still, it's a huge value. It's Jalen Hurts. Um, last year, up to week 12, when he, it's when he hurt his ankle. So he missed two games with a hurt ankle. Up to that point, he was the QB2, number two overall. He was ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he was ahead – man, I think he was even ahead of Josh Allen at that time. I think Josh Allen overtook him, obviously, eventually, the two missed games. But right now, his ADP is at 11. He finished QB9 last year with two missed games. Um, I just don't see any way where he doesn't finish as a top-10 quarterback. He's being drafted as literal floor. Yeah, uh, He's just such a safe pick with rushing upside. They have two first-round picks this year. I think that they probably get him some help on the offensive side of the ball again. Um, and I know people are afraid he's going to lose his job. He plays in one of the weakest divisions in football. He led them to the playoffs this year. The guys who won the comp championship last year have gotten worse with the uh, loss of Amari Cooper, the loss of uh, Lyle Collins. They're bad. Or they're worse. Um, the Eagles can win that division. I don't think that they're going to do some sort of QB mutiny halfway through the season if they're competitive. I just see no way where Jalen Hurts isn't a massive value right now. Okay, so 
I'm just looking at who's right around him. And you said he's ADP 11. What I'm looking at has Deshaun Watson ADP 11. This was on you, Super. This wasn't on Fantasy Pros. So that's why we're. So, yeah. I'm just saying he's going right by him. So do you. Obviously, you mentioned there's some risk of him proving himself, but we like Jalen Hurts. I agree. I like him. Do you take the more risk in the slightly more proven Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland and excelling in that organization who has its own issues? Or do you go with Hurts? Like, which one is better in your book? If I knew Deshaun Watson's playing every single game this season with no suspension, I take Deshaun Watson. I think you're crazy if you don't. I think you're just out of your mind. So Jalen Hurts or Russell Wilson? Uh, Jalen Hurts right now. Cool. Um, New system. You don't know what you're going to see. I, I think they have about the same floor and the same ceiling. So I just take the guy that I saw do it last year. So, I mean, Deshaun Watson is new system, too. Yeah, you don't think I, Russell he, Wilson can succeed in Denver before Deshaun Watson succeeds in Cleveland? I think Deshaun Watson's uh, – I think he is uh, Josh Allen. I think he's Mahomes. I think he's one of those guys as far as talent. And I hate yeah. him. I, I'll be the person <laughs> – I see, you know, I'm not buying a Deshaun Watson jersey. He just likes his massages. I don't get <laughs> the problem. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Matt, <laughs> Matt, do you do you have uh, someone that you think is underrated that you, uh, your ball's out on? Are we talking about this this tier? Because the, the Wilson Hurts Watson Anyone. tier that we just defined is tough. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Uh, somebody who I think is undervalued. Not we're not doing dynasty. I just get to pick. No, dynasty. you can do. We, we can do whatever we want. We're free balling this thing. I'll go with overrated first. I'm not convinced that Lamar Jackson bounces back this year, and he's still sitting up there at like quarterback four. I'm I'm staying away. I right below him is Kyler Murray, and I got burned on him taking him fairly early in the fourth round last year. But I would chance Kyler Murray before I chance Lamar Jackson this year. What do you guys think? I don't hate it. Um... He didn't rush for near as many yards last year. Uh, I mean, he missed some games too. But he seems – that playing style does catch up to you eventually. I mean, you, you take enough – Very hits, true. He's not the biggest up. guy either. Yeah, yeah, it does catch up. Um, he does have great weapons and everything. But when I'm taking the top five quarterback, I want it to be a locked and loaded guarantee guy. There is – I mean, there's something scary about taking Lamar Jackson as a top five quarterback right now. I'd take Lamar take Jackson. Burrow below both those before I take either of those two. You guys agree with that? Yep. No. I take Kyler. Really? Before, I take Kyler before Burrow, but not Lamar. So I don't think the, I would. I so think those I Burrow above him. those three guys. Let's talk those three guys. Let's talk Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow. In uh, at least on fantasy pros and their half PPR in redraft leagues, they are just extremely close in ADP, and it goes Jackson, Murray, Burrow there. Um, I like I literally love to me that order goes Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray. And I really think Lamar Jackson has what it takes with the legs, with the actual accuracy of throwing the ball. Joe Burrow, I think what he did was awesome last year. I really do. It was awesome. Lamar with his legs. I say that, but why do I have Kyler Murray less than Joe Burrow then? Because Kyler Murray runs with his legs as well. I don't know. Something about Kyler. Danny. <laughs> I know. I don't know how to explain it now that I said the words out loud. But uh, um, something about Kyler Murray, I'm just unsure. I'm just unsure about it. I'm. I think so, it's. I think it's the the size difference. Like Dakota, it is like. I'm, I know Lamar runs too, but Kyler just seems way more susceptible to injury with his running than Lamar to me. I don't. I don't know if that's backed up by anything, but now just how I feel. Again, I'll take any of those three guys. 
I'll say that too. These are the guys I will take any of those three and I'll be happy with them in both dynasty and in redraft. But if we have to order them, I still think Lamar Jackson, he showed us what his ceiling was that year, a couple of years ago. And it was unbelievable. And I know that he's like three years older now, but that was crazy. And I still think it's in the realm of possibility for Lamar Jackson. What sticks into my mind was, was it last year, Matt? We were doing this show. We were recording it right here. And I think we put the show on pause because Lamar Jackson had to go poop or something. And then he came back and whatever the backup was, was just absolutely just losing the game for Baltimore. And Lamar walks in, just like pulls him off the side, air balls. It's like 70 yard TD is like, what the fuck are you going to do? That, that was, that I, I was awesome. I, missed it. I, was, I was reading something, but did you mention that was whenever he got, he left the game to a good thing of Dukey? And he said after the game that it was not, he did not have to go. <laughs> no, poop, he but it's pooped. like, you he absolutely totally poop. It's <laughs> like all of a sudden he's gone to take a shit and they start just losing. Like, like maybe when he like, took endlessly, <laughs> like he's going to have to save him. Was it, was it against then he like runs back on the field, pulling up his pants? <laughs> like, I got it. I got it. No the, the pulling up the pants was, was damning. <laughs> was, that was tough. But anyway, um, Dakota, you got any more that you're liking or disliking? Uh, yeah, I got I got one more guy I like and two more guys just at their ADP that I'm not yeah. taking them at. So one of them is Ryan Tannehill, who you've already expressed extreme disappointment in after a QB1 season. I hold a grudge very well. Perhaps yeah. a QB1 season, but as Titans fans, we both are. I, we need I, to see some production yeah. in the playoffs, Tannehill. Come I on. You can't I just be single-handedly that. losing us playoff games. I don't think he's a great real-life quarterback, but that rushing baseline helps him. He's had seven rushing touchdowns the last two years, four the year before that in 12 games. He's going to get in the end zone rushing. Um, right now, on sleeper, he's going off the board as QB 20. He finished 12 last year, and I thought he played bad last year. Yep. He finished eight the year before that. I just it, – it'd be in a super flex league. If you can get a guy at QB 20 that's guaranteed to finish in the top 15, that's – I mean, that's a big value. Mm-hmm. I think he's easy. Um, probably the most notable QB I'm fading this year, and this is just only for redraft, not dynasty. I guess. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, you said that. You said that second part. Okay, can I? I'm gonna guess. Okay. Is it Dak Prescott? No. All right, go ahead. It, this guy costs a lot more. That's why I'm fading him, and okay. it's uh, Patrick Mahomes. Ah, I love uh, it. Okay, okay. QB two right now, right? So he's he's going off the board. I think pick 25, which is like first pick of the third round. I can get Lamar, Burrow, um, Kyler, all, you know, 30 picks later. He's going as QB2. He finished QB4 last year, QB4 the year before that, QB7 the year before that. He lost Tyreek Hill, who's – I'm not saying he's the best receiver in the NFL, but he is the best weapon in the NFL without a doubt. And I just don't see – I do think Patrick Mahomes – Best weapon or best security blanket is Travis Kelsey. Oh, I agree with I agree. He's definitely, if he lost that, he'd be nothing. He'd be in shambles. Um, I just don't see a world where you lose Tyree Kill and you improve on your performances over the last three years. It just doesn't make sense to me. So I just think he's going way too high. I'm, I'm not touching him at that price. Somebody, I don't. I can't recall if you mentioned him behind him, but you said you had him at two, or you saw him at two. Yep. I'm seeing him at three on Fantasy Pros really? with Justin Herbert right above him. So, I, Matt, I just, just pass him over. Look at their average pick. They're like point 
two, but they're like yeah, being they're right to the there. Same I, place. I think Herbert just moved above is kind of the point I was getting at, and mm-hmm. so I mean I'm definitely more in the Herbert camp. None of us are fanboys for KC here, so maybe this is all biased, but. <laughs> fucking casey i got a lot of family that listen to this show that are big chiefs fans and i'm sorry but ugh. um i mentioned dak i don't know anyway i'm not gonna talk about dak prescott he bothers me i there's someone i want to touch on here with you dakota because i think uh we've talked about this off there obviously but trey lance i'm down on trey lance and i think uh you mentioned that you like him i it, I know you brought up the Shanahan offense and how he'd be utilized, but are you a Trey Lance fan? Because I think that I'm not touching him. So I'm a big Trey Lance fan. When he plays, he's going to be a QB one easy. Um, He he had like 21 rushing attempts in the game. He started against the Cardinals, a QB that rushes 20 times is going to be a QB one. There's no doubt about it, but Right now, Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster still. Jimmy Garoppolo led him to the Super Bowl one year. He's fully healthy in the NFC Championship last year. If Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster going into the season, there's just no way that Trey Lance is going to start over. I just, Jimmy Garoppolo gives, gets the most shit out of any starting quarterback in the NFL. Dude, <laughs> led a team to a Super Bowl. Yep. Got his what, – what happened? He was out a whole season for an ACL, I assume, or something like that. And then he comes back and leads the team to the NFC Championship, and people are like, "Fucking give Trey Lance a chance! Come on, guys!" Like Jesus. I love uh, running quarterbacks are called Konami Code quarterbacks just because they're such a cheat code. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what Trey Lance is. He embodies all of that. But if Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster, I do not see a world where they're like, "I'm going to pay you twenty million dollars to be the backup." It just it's not going to happen. So. We already talked a little bit about I was going to do a this guy, that guy, and one of them was going to be Lamar Jackson versus Kyler Murray. We already talked about that enough, but the other one I was going to toss out to you guys. Um, let's talk for a second dynasty. Who would you draft between Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and Dakota, we can start with you. Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, they're very close in dynasty uh, rankings. Uh, I'm taking Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence looked like doo-doo. <laughs> not once did he look like a competent quarterback. And you can tell me that they got Doug Peterson and they got him weapons. Christian Kirk's not a weapon. Christian oh, Kirk. damn. I just – I don't – I don't see it. Now, I do think Travis – I agree. In, <laughs> like, Travis Etienne coming in is going to help. But give me Fields. He at least looked competent at times. He has rushing upside. So, there's another way he can be productive for you. I'm, I'm out on Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Matt, what do you think? Same thing. I really don't want either of them. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, let's talk. We're, we're looking at you're we're looking at dynasty, right? So these yeah. guys are for young that guys question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That haven't proven themselves. That have potential. Davis, I don't, I don't have a good reason, but it might just be media nonsense. But I, I think I like Trevor Lawrence more. I'd say, like I just don't have faith in Chicago, like building around a quarterback. But I can say that, and then what would back up Jacksonville being better at doing that? <laughs> There's nothing. There's nothing to prove that. So yeah. maybe it's just I, I don't really care about Jacksonville at all. I don't even think about them. But I yeah. don't really like Chicago. So maybe I'm just yeah. more okay with Trevor Lawrence because of that. Can I uh, mention, before we move on to running backs, I got to say in a redraft league, someone that I'm actually excited on, and I think this is against consensus, 
Matt Ryan. I understand that this is going to be the Jonathan Taylor offense. I get that. But Matt Ryan produces in fantasy, and he's going to have Michael Pittman there. I think he's going to blast off this year. And I think he's going to toss the ball to JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. There you go, Dakota. That's who JTT is. I think he's going to pass it off. He's going to dump it off to him quite a bit now that he's getting older. I like Matt Ryan. No, again, I'm not taking him as my QB1. We're talking we're talking my backup kind of guy, but uh, I'll take Matt Ryan. I'll roll the dice on him over someone like uh, Tua or uh, Justin Fields in a redraft or Kirk Cousins or someone like that. No? All those guys. <laughs> over Matt Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> Am I going overboard with my love of Matt Ryan? Well, I think you are on Kirk Cousins. You should look at his finishes the last. I know. And, and I, I, I know. Kirk Cousins yeah. is always like, that Kirk, guy. Kirk he gets Cousins disrespected. Is, I mentioned earlier, Russell Wilson's like the season long. His stats always look great. Kirk Cousins is look at his season long stats. Yep. He's always putting up big QB numbers and he gets no respect. He's like the new Stafford when Stafford was always doing that shit. Nobody cared because he was on the Lions. Derek Carr is the same way. Yeah. Derek Carr is the same way. Um, Derek last Carr year, sucks. He had- <laughs> he 13 last year, brother. <laughs> but like, I think I was getting a little bit colorful with my excitement for Matt Ryan. I think I was still now that I got shot down so hard, I'm gonna I back off and back pedal. I like I, I like him in fantasy. I just thought you were a Titans fan, so I, dude, I like Matt Ryan though. I, I can't stop. I like Matthew Stafford, even though I hate the Rams now. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm similar, similar camp. I've always been a Matt Ryan fan and Man, that 28-3 Super Bowl just really hurt. And I was like, finally, Matt Ryan's going to get some respect as a QB1. Nope. And, like, right when I had that thought, just the needle dove towards mm. Patriots' comeback. He's got an MVP. People should respect him. But it doesn't mm-hmm. scare you that he might be washed. Who, Matt Ryan? Yeah, I think he might be just completely he, washed. He doesn't. That doesn't like, arm strength QBs to me. Well, like arm strength wise, I don't think that like Drew Brees and pa- and Peyton Manning, it was like, oh boy, Manning oh boy. was like a shoulder injury. Not well, like and, there was and, something wrong. No, and Drew Brees did the same thing where he couldn't throw it. He, he couldn't throw it deep accurate anymore, which he was unbelievable at because he was getting older. I don't think that's the case with Matt Ryan yet. Maybe I'm wrong. He, he gets um, a great line to play behind, and like you said, good weapons. So mm-hmm. I get it, but man, you take him over Tua with. I, the addition of why I don't know. I now that I said the words out loud, I don't know. <laughs> Let's do a Matt Ryan age guess. Guess age 38, 38, 38. 4. 36. Right okay. in the middle, you guys. Oh, I mean, you got Tom Brady playing at 44 now or something like that. He sold that. his soul to the devil. He doesn't, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my god. But also, Tom Brady still looks younger than people 10 years younger than him, aka Matt Ryan. You yeah. put those two guys next to each other, I would think Matt Ryan's definitely older than Tom Brady. Yeah. All right, let's talk running backs. And I want to start with my this guy, that guy before we get into our favorites, just because uh, it ruined one of my this guy, that guys when we talked about all these guys, which is great. But what are you going to do? Let's talk dynasty for a second for this matchup. OK, and Dakota, I know you've got feelings because I see it on Facebook about this matchup. Who would you take in Dynasty, Najee Harris or Javante Williams? And you can abstain if you don't want to say because you're going to be in a range of that come June when we actually have to draft. If you don't want to say, okay. People can know where I'm going to draft. I don't care. All right, cool, Um, cool, cool. So 
as rosters stand right now with no Melvin Gordon, I would pick Javante. He's going to be in – Russell Wilson's there. They're going to score points. I don't care what anybody has to say about it. That, that's going to be a good offense. So he's going to be in a good offense. He is presumably going to be a workhorse back because he has a three-down skill set. He looked good last year. He can catch the ball. He can do all the things Najee Harris can do. But I think he, I do think he runs the ball a little better, just personally. But Harris has Trubisky at the helm, and Javante has uh, Russell Wilson. Just, advantage, advantage Harris, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what it is for me. If you want to lean Najee, I get it. Guaranteed volume. Tomlin only uses one guy, and he's going to get 320, 330 yeah. touches. So I get it. But right now I'm going to. Yeah, let me counter before you take all the good points because I was going to pick Najee. And I totally – like what I, what I look at in Dynasty is, like you mentioned, age, lifespan of these players. And running backs are a position where you're going to be hot for a few years and you're going to be not. Like, I mean, it's not even, you don't even have to look at like statistics and skew it three years and you're pretty much washed. And, and as far as fantasy is concerned, so I want somebody who's going to be hitting now, which team do I have faith in sticking with a workhorse running back Pittsburgh, which team has the guy already been the workhorse running back Najee Harris in Pittsburgh. It's just a more team that's more committed to the run. Now they have to stay committed to the run because they have Trubisky at the helm. Uh, Denver could have another guy in the mix. They have Russell who can do magic through the air. I'm going Harris for dynasty and just because of the situation. Really? Yeah, I, I get that. Um, if the Broncos were to re-sign Melvin or if they were to draft a running back, you know, in the top three rounds, I would easily flip to the Najee side. But just as yeah. it is right now, I, I think I lean talent of Javante, uh, less workload on his body because he split reps at North Carolina with Michael Carter. Came to the NFL and split reps. Najee has just been taking a beating. And I think he's like two years older. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. Javante yeah. is extremely young. Um, yeah. so I, I think I read Javante just personally. I think that's preference. The big thing that sticks out to me about Najee Harris is the amount of the Ben Roethlisberger targets. You got 94 targets, 74 catches. That was fucking crazy. Um, is that going to come down with Mitch Trubisky? Probably. Uh, yeah, Najee Harris, 307 touches. Javon, did you know Javante and Melvin Gordon split carries exactly 203 apiece? And Melvin Gordon had the higher yards per carry, too. It's because Melvin Gordon is a fucking stud. I, I still don't see if Melvin Gordon leaves, which I agree he's a stud. I don't see all of a sudden Javante Williams getting 400 touches. Like... So no. Denver wants to work in other people. It just seems like of course. I think that the touchdown opportunity is going to be Javante's just because Russell Wilson versus Mr. Trubisky. I thought that that was an interesting, but but Russell Wilson's not going to be there forever. I think it's and Russell Wilson will be there as long as Javante is a good running back because Matt's right. Fair Runs enough. Are not going to stay around and be great for six plus years it rarely happens fair enough that's 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 a good i didn't point. know that javante is two years younger though that does that does add some uh consideration in there i'm not gonna lie all right let's transition to redraft for a second for these next few uh this guy that guy um matt we'll start with you in this redraft one who do you think out of the gate nick chubb we're talking half ppr nick chubb or alvin camara are we talking dynasty or regular? We're talking redraft, 
half yeah. PPR. They're about the same in redraft to me too, because they've already been both been around a while. I don't know age. I think both are just both much young, young-ish, think, not for a running back, but yeah. I think I got to go with Kamara. I think he gets just more volume. If Chubb was like the guy there, yeah, I would. I would probably take him first, but off the cuff, like you mentioned, Kamara still sounds like the right option to me. Dakota, where are your emotions? Uh, I'm kind of on the camp of fading them both. But if I mm-hmm. have one of, I think Kamara's going to get suspended for that Las Vegas nightclub incident. He punched a dude in the face. Knocked him the hell out. That dude's eye was completely swollen shut. So they, he must they, look, him I'm and assuming Cole. that he's not going to get suspended. Allegedly. Allegedly, we should <laughs> say, for legal purposes. Yeah. But um, either way, I think I'll probably go um, just with the safety of Chubb in a great offense and a known running volume. Um. I definitely want that that – if I draft a running back that high, I want to know that their offense is going to score points. I want to know that they're going to get a ton of work and all that. And Jameis Winston I don't think is going to lead a powerful offense. I, he didn't look good last year when he played. Um, Michael Thomas, we don't know what he is. We don't know if he's still the same guy anymore. I think i just take that safety, but I'm not super high on either of them. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. So since we're talking about uh, suspensions, what do you what do you think – deserves more of a suspension alvin kamara punching a dude out or whatever or sean watson being super creepy and pressuring women into sex go ahead danny uh, I, I, okay this is oh i'm trying to think of the words because this is being recorded you think what the is nfl the... will suspend longer because usually the nfl suspends <laughs> the the wrong thing who will they suspend longer i think yeah. that they will suspend kamara because there's video there's video of it like and the other ones, the there were charges that were dropped. We're talking now we're talking civil suits. There's in, you know, blah, blah. He said she said kind of a thing, whereas Camara, it's look, you <laughs> there's video of you. I, I, there's video of you punching. And, and you know what I mean? I think that's the way the NFL is going to go. Yeah, I think they both probably get four to six games, to be honest. Um but don't you dare gamble. Don't you dare yeah. gamble, Calvin. Really, you well, get the, the fuck out of here. Like changing the the line for yeah. all of this kind of shit. They're, like three or four years ago, Deshaun Watson doesn't matter if charges were dropped. It's like you broke our code of conduct. You're going to get suspended for this amount of games. And now there's like talk about him maybe not getting suspended. Like, how is the NFL going to change the goal line? This is part of the CBA. They said that in the CBA, they're like, well, I thought it was agreed in the CBA that uh, somehow, some way that Roger Goodell is going to be the judge, jury and executioner. And this was a signed off kind of thing that he can do whatever I, I'm he wants. I'm okay with that. If Roger Goodell could keep the fucking goal line. Oh, consistent. Yeah. Ray Rice versus. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Redraft. Half PPR. DeAndre Swift versus Leonard Fournette. DeAndre Swift versus Leonard Fournette on the Fantasy Pros half PBR ranking that I'm seeing right now. Swift is 11, Fournette is 12. Dakota, we will start with you. And this has nothing to do with the text that we had the other day about how much you love Leonard Fournette. Yeah, this one's hard um, because I am a huge Swift fanboy. I, yeah, he's great. I'd probably go Leonard, or yeah, Leonard Fournette. Um, you know, he plays with Tom Brady. He's going to be in a high-powered offense. They lost Antonio Brown. So Leonard Fournette, let me – I have it right here. God, he's like 27, isn't he, 26? Yeah, he's, he's not that old. And, and we're t- he's 27, and we're talking uh, redraft. 
He saw 84 targets last year alone. They lost Ronald Jones, who took 100 carries. Mm-hmm. Offense is going to score points because Tom Brady is leading it. I just – with Swift, he's never been a complete three-down back, going to get a just crazy volume. He's been super efficient on what he's got. But so he's still – he's not getting just a ton of volume. He doesn't have a good offense. He doesn't have a good quarterback. I'll take Whoa. four that situation. Um, we want to talk about quarterbacks that led teams to Super Bowl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that, they, scored, they scored three points in that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got you there. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Swift or Fournette? I think I'm going Swift. Yeah, Swift had Jamal Williams there, which I'll never say a bad thing about Jamal Williams. Dude. Love Jamal Williams. A stand-up guy and a stud. Yeah. But Swift is uber talented, and I have more faith in that offense. I think uh, MCDC is great for that team. I think that they have made great additions with, like, Chark, uh, Amon, Ross, and Brown. It's going to be a stud. And all around, I think the offense is going to be capable. I think they put I, – I, that's my NFC team. I'm a Detroit backer, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back that. But Back that the ass up. That, the claim that – Tampa Bay is just going to go all the four net now. I don't think it is the case. They have Giovanni Bernard, who is another guy I'll never say a bad thing about. They still have Keyshawn Vaughn, who I think they want to try to make happen type thing. Um, so there's going to be some mix in here with Leonard Fournette. I I do agree that he is he has done more in a season than DeAndre Swift, but I just I think did I say DeAndre? You said it right. Swift. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Swift has the, the better potential going forward. I, I do think Swift has a higher ceiling because I think he's a better player. I agree with you on that. I, I love DeAndre Swift. And I would take him over Nick Chubb or Alvin Kamara if we're talking to them. I, they're both below Swift to me. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, would you take Swift, Dakota, over uh, Joe Mixon in redraft? No. Redraft. No. Okay, cool. Um, Dakota – Go with uh, those are my last. Uh, this guy versus that guy. Talk to us a little bit about um, guys that you're interested in or not interested in, um, sexually and then NFL. Sexually, uh, Tom Brady is super handsome. <laughs> oh my god, is he ever Giselle? Uh, call me up. <laughs> I am thick as shit. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so uh, running backs, I was interested in. We just hit on Leonard Fournette, was one of them. And I said all the reason. Rojo gone, Antonio Brown gone. He's going to see a lot of targets, going to get a lot of carries in the good offense. So easy. But the other one is actually a guy I think is being overlooked. We've seen him be great before, but he's splitting carries now with another very talented back, and it's Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones last year, I think he only had 180 carries last year to A.J. Dillon's like 200. So people are just almost out on him. Right now his ADP on sleeper is 14 even though he finished as 13 last year. And that was with uh, missing two games. He still finished 13. The big reason I like Aaron Jones is because Devontae Adams vacated 169 targets. MVS vacated 55. There's 224 vacated targets from that team. And Aaron Rodgers isn't somebody who is going to all of a sudden be best friends with Sammy Watkins. He's going to see 140 targets. (laughs) Why not? Why not? (laughs) You have to earn his trust. You ever seen his face when he throws the ball to somebody who runs yeah. out yeah. or who drops a ball on third down? It, yeah. He, he stabbed him if he could. He's like King Joffrey. He like ripped into Jamon Moore 
uh, from Mizzou. Mizzou. I was really yeah. excited to go to go there, and then it was like, oh, he might as well just leave, buddy. He's never throwing to you again. And it was like practice too. Yep. Go ahead. I'd be shocked if Aaron Jones doesn't see ninety targets next year. It mm-hmm. would absolutely shock me. I think he is going to see so. I think Damn, that, that's a bold that statement. I think Aaron Jones will see 90 targets. The, the like vacated targets from superstar wide receivers. There's a huge chunk that generally goes to running backs and hands. Like AJ Dillon also will get a big chunk of him too. Cause he all of a sudden was catching passes too. Aaron Jones was just really, really efficient as well. Like AJ Dillon's really good. Um, but I, I think Aaron Jones is going to have the Austin Eckler role next year. I think he's just going to completely eat on a high scoring offense. Um, Matt yelled at me all offseason last year when I was talking about Austin Eckler and how stupid of a decision that was going to be when I said that Austin Eckler is going to be really, really good and that he never apologized. Was he? <laughs> was he? <laughs> I, don't I, don't I don't know if you remember, but he was really good. Um, I'm pretty sure I thought Justin Jackson was going to be good, so it's not my fault. <laughs> it wasn't God. Um, to go to anyone else that you're thinking of, underrated, overrated? Uh, overrated is a guy we've already talked about that I actually picked over Kamara, and it's Nick Chubb. Yeah. Um, it's just that he's going at ADP seven, and I think that's like a ceiling for him. I don't want to draft players at their ceiling. I want to draft them at their floor. He doesn't catch passes. Exactly. And Deshaun Watson doesn't check down. That's right. If Kareem Hunt gets hurt, is is he going to get all the work? No. no. Johnson's going to step up and take the Kareem Hunt role. It makes no sense at all. Um, to me, to draft him above guys who could be real league winners and be top five running backs because Nick Chubb, I don't think, is going to be able to do that next year. Yeah, and that it's really unfortunate because I think Nick Chubb is top three of the best running backs who take fantasy out of it. He's so good at running the football. He really is. He has the Derrick Henry thing. He has the Jonathan Taylor thing going, and it's just it just doesn't translate. But uh, uh, Matt, what do you think? Overrated, underrated, guys? Pick any guy overrated, underrated. And just he's just like just throw a dart at, <laughs> throw a dart at. Okay, the thing. I'll say, I'll say just say overrated. This is an easy one for me because I think I don't have any expectation expectations to him hit any of the numbers he previously did on his new team, Tyree Kill. I like he's. He oh, got we're going paid. to wide receivers now. Are we going to right wide receivers? Is oh, anybody shit. anywhere? Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Go for it. Go for it. Go back. I thought it was getting late. I thought you were just wanting to wrap this thing up. No, dude. Hey, I'm having a great. How about this? Let me ask you a different question, Matt. Yeah. Well, do I get that one locked in for a wide receiver? No. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be yours locked in for wide receivers. But let me ask you how you feel about this guy in redraft, because I'm actually really interested in him. And that is Corderell Patterson. Okay, so is, are, you, are you trying to bridge the gap between running backs and wide receivers now with quarterback? I wasn't until you, yeah. until you said that, but he is going right now on fantasy pros and redraft leagues as the RB 31 off the board. And I think that's insane. I like that for redraft. I'm not a big dynasty guy in this, but for, for, for the redraft the wide receiver rankings, where is he going on those? I don't know. Either I have to way, click a whole new button. Just gives him so much value there because you can play him like, I mean, if you draft running back heavy, you could you could play three running backs, including your flex, and then throw him in a wide receiver and have production or vice versa. Like you, you went like zero RB and you have him and you can plug him in as a starting running back if you have 
a weak roster, yeah. it has a lot of value. And he produced last year. I don't hate it. Marcus Mariota is going to be there this year, so that offense is going to be jamming. It could change where the ball goes, but I think they're still going to feature Patterson. Well, he still has a, a little bit of gas left in the tank. Was he like 32? Patterson? Yeah. Something. 31 Minimum. 32, yeah. Um, so so I'll, I'll stick with him here. Um, are you guys at, as afraid as I am about Cam Akers? Like, no. you're not afraid? No. Full hand blast off. Him. I'll say that much. No, like, I mean, get sexually? On McVay offense, you could literally put anybody back there, and I'm excited. I don't care. But but doesn't they, that make you a little bit nervous though? Because why would they force to be Cam Akers when you could have anyone? Because they like Cam Akers. They took a second round pick on him. They have a crush and, on him. They rushed him back with an Achilles injury. Then his Achilles fell off the fucking yeah. bone. Okay. Now, I'm not saying like there's no way he can fail or there's not gonna be like he's, he's a guarantee. But I, I I think his potential is great. I think his ADP is fair. I, I like him. In redraft, he's going one spot ahead of James Conner, and I think that's insane. I think that's insane. Oh, man, I'll make a bet. Okay, <laughs> we got a first bet on the board. Okay. Oh, God, before the draft, we're talking April bets. I'll take James Conner, you take Cam Akers, and we do a six-pack of beers. Deal. All right. Have some nasty-ass IPA. You can buy me some. No, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't ruin your life. <laughs> um, is there anyone else? Oh, underrated. By the way, Dynasty, one guy I want to toss out before we move on to wide receivers, Travis Etienne. Love him. Big, big, big fan of Travis Etienne. Um, redraft, I I don't know because I think they're going to be very gentle with him. But in redraft, or in, uh, I'm sorry, Dynasty, I'm going to go full balls uh, to the wall on Travis Etienne. How gentle do you think they could really be, though? Because James Robinson tore his Achilles. I don't think that they're done making moves. I don't think that we're done seeing the depth chart in but, Jacksonville. Doug Peterson scares me a bit because he loves committees. But if mm-hmm. it is a committee, Etienne is going to get the receiving work of the committee. So and, Ed, and Etienne was not Doug. I mean, he, he was Urban Meyer's guy. If, I'm, if I remember right, he was Urban Meyer's guy. That's son of a bitch. Yeah, but I mean, he's got the rapport of Trevor Lawrence. I, I think he does. Player. Is so the, the the turnaround keeps getting faster. So I don't know when is James Robinson expected to be back. Is it by season? I think that they're saying he could be ready by training camp. But we saw that's crazy. He tore that in like week sixteen. Yeah, off the bone. We saw what this technology is like. getting. Medical yeah. treatment is getting insane these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's transition into wide receivers. Matt, you kind of started to do that when you uh, talked about Tyreek Hill and what a terrible human being he is. No, you didn't talk about that. You talked about his on-field perfection. I mean, you, you cut me off. Um, but <sighs> well, basically just I I think he, he deserved to get paid, I guess. And Miami paid him, but he's going to go there and just die. Is I've talked about it on the show before. He he's a smaller guy who makes his money on his speed. Um, amongst just Mahomes being able to extend plays in the backfield and just heave one up to him making space. But he's not gonna have Mahomes and he's gonna be a year older and he's on a new team that is trying to put together an offense that I don't have faith in this year. He's gonna go there and die. I'm staying way far away from him in fantasy and wherever he's at on the charts. I, I forgot since he cut me off earlier, but 
I'm not taking there. <laughs> I, I do have a question though. Yes. So he was good with Alex Smith. So it's not just 100% Mahomes. And he's going to play with uh, Mike McDaniels, who used Debo in such a genius way last year. Do you have any sort of faith that a great offensive coordinator might be able to make up for the shortcomings of Tua and get the I, him? I think that Matt, sorry, if you had an answer, then go. I didn't mean to cut you off. Matt, are you good? Oh, my answer is just that I stick by. He's not going to do much. <laughs> okay. <there. laughs> uh, I. I think that uh, what Tyreek Hill does really, really well, uh, Jalen Waddle does that really well five years younger. And I think that we're going to see at best a split. I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to ascend because that means I mean, we're not going to get a Jamar Chase T. Higgins kind of thing. I don't think we're going to get that because I don't think Tua can support both of those wide receivers in that capacity, like Joe Burrow can, it's going to be, I, I, I think they're both, I, I love Jalen Waddle. I think his ceiling comes down and Tyreek Hill has to come down compared where, to Patrick Mahomes. Where do you think he comes down to? Like <sighs> that's the thing. Uh, 10 okay. wide receiver yeah, 10. That's fair. I, I think that's great. He's ranked at like nine at what I'm looking at right okay. now. So I, you're not far off. I think that's off. A, a, fall, like a fair ballpark. I'm what still not you, touching him there. You got people uh, around him like Dakota, your boy CD. You got Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins. I'd probably still chance right now. Not me. I take him over everybody. T. Higgins, Jalen Waddle. Like you're getting okay. Wait, 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 okay, okay. Slow down. Slow down. Waddle right now in rankings. But would you rather around? Let's say it's one round later. ADP nine versus fourteen wide receiver. Are you gonna wait on wait for Waddle or take Hill first? I'm taking Hill. They paid him thirty million dollars a year. There's no way that they're just gonna be like, I'm gonna give it all to this rookie, not rookie, but second year player, and I'm not just gonna just force feed. They have to force feed him. They look like idiots if they didn't. This so is it. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. Uh, I don't think that he's got this potential for like what he had in Kansas City or anything, but I think he's a pretty safe wide receiver one I, I think you know nine to 12 is a safe range and i'd rather have him than like mike evans t higgins Jalen waddle any of them so this is a good transition into one of my guys in redraft that i'm really big on i'm finally gonna do it i'm finally going to draft mike evans and uh i think i would take mike evans over tyreek hill in a redraft i at years and years and years i'm like uh, you know, Mike Evans, you know, Mike Evans. And he's constantly, I think Mike Evans has ruined my fantasy life on more Sundays than any wide receiver on this list that I'm staring at. He's just constantly destroying me this year. Tom Brady's back. Antonio Brown's gone. Russell Gage is in. We'll see what that becomes. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Chris Godwin starts the season on the pup. So the fact that we're even talking, saying the words Godwin may be on the, the six game pub means he's not ready. I think it's going to be Mike Evans. Is Gronk going to be here? Who knows? I think I'm, I'm in, I'm in this year on Mike Evans and I'll take him over Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I think me personally, the, the guy's Keenan Allen. Like he's on the same team. His production has always been high. I don't see it not being high with Herbert having another year experience. He's. I have a better bet at him being over a thousand yard receiver than Tyree Hill, in my opinion. 
Keenan Allen. There's just too much consistency and too much everything. Like Keenan Allen's not going to set the world on fire with TDs, but he's going to get reception and he's going to get probably a thousand yards. Better quarterback. And I just, there's too much in the mix with the type of player Tyreek Hill is and what he had throwing to him and surrounding him in KC compared to what he's, what they're trying to put together in Miami, which could be good, but I don't, I can see them force feeding, like you said, Dakota. I mean, that's a good point, but just due to the money. But I really think at times they're going to want to go to Waddle just because he's well, going to be younger and has they a lot do of the time same with. thing. They do the yeah, same thing. You're right. They're both great at a lot of the same stuff, and he's great. But I'm happy you're on the Mike Evans train because I've always been a huge Mike Evans lover, and I've had to argue with everybody about it. They're like, he doesn't separate. I'm like, who cares? He's six five. He jumps over. Hey. Yeah, it, it, it literally, it's been, what, eight seasons in a row of 1,000 yards? Okay, yeah. it, we're, at a certain point, you just have to admit that you're wrong, and I'm doing it now. <laughs> it, so. it doesn't. If Tom Brady wants to throw him the ball, that's the important thing. It doesn't matter who's the OC there. It doesn't matter who's the GM. It doesn't matter who got paid. The OC Tom is, is the quarterback, and he will throw it to who he wants to throw it to. The yep. OC is Tom Brady, uh-huh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so let me do a couple of these, this guy, that guys, um, we talked a little bit. No, did we, I think Dakota touched on it for a moment, but we're going to talk about this and it can be, it's the same question for dynasty and redraft. Well, okay. That's not at all true, but they're close enough to where you can talk about either one of those things. And that's Justin Jefferson versus Jamar chase. Justin Jefferson is entering his, correct me if I'm wrong, third year, third year. And Jamar Chase had his rookie year last year. So they're both extremely young. Talk about whatever you want to redraft or dynasty Dakota. You can start. It depends on scoring format to me. Half PPR. If it's half PPR and we're talking dynasty, I'm going Jamar Chase because he's attached to Joe Burrow. That's pretty easy. I love Kirk Cousins. Don't get me wrong. This isn't that Kirk Cousins is bad, but Kirk Cousins is 33, I think. And for some reason, Good I age. paid him. And I'm a, oh, is, is that how old you are? That's how old I am for another month. I'll get you a wheelchair for your birthday. Oh, um, damn. It's killer. <laughs> but uh, I just, I, there's so much safety in having Joe Burrow. Uh, the team seems disgruntled with Cousins. They're not winning with Cousins, no matter how good Cousins seems to play. I'd rather just take that safety net and get a great play they're both great players they're whatever you want to do is fine but i'll, I'll take chase you guys just yelled at me for like hating on kirk cousins you guys are like kirk cousins look it up no, i love kirk cousins but he was 33 <laughs> which is super old and everybody was 33 <laughs> just terribly, terribly old <laughs> i sneezed uh, earlier today and i threw out my neck so I'm not joking i really heard something uh matt what do you think jamar chase justin jefferson in either redraft or dynasty, whatever you want. It's hard. I think I'm, I think I'm Jamar chase too. I'm excited to watch that offense. I'm excited what they can do. And I know that Kirk cousins can support a good offense and he always lands good in fantasy and he can support Justin Jefferson, but we already like, I don't see that line like increasing. I don't see them taking off this year. I think we know what can happen there and we know it, going to be what it is but with mm-hmm. jamar chase and joe burrow and what they got cooking in cincy i'm excited for that going forward that's what puts me in that camp i would like to say if it's full ppr or even if it's redraft half ppr i'm, I'm jefferson but okay. I'm, I'm all chase 
Um, but in a in a redraft league, I think I'm I think I'm going Jefferson there, um, just purely because of targets. He just gets so many targets, getting force fed. Fair enough. Um, okay, so let's talk redraft. In a redraft league, Matt, I'm coming to you with this one. Devontae Adams or Debo Samuel, assuming Debo Samuel stays with San Francisco, let's say that were to be the case, the way the situation is currently, Devontae Adams or Debo in a redraft. And and Debo's gruntled and happy to be there. Yeah, I, I think I'm going Debo then. I, I, I like his eligibility. I like what he could do. I like his talent. I like everything about his play. And Devontae Adams, I think he's going to struggle without Aaron Rodgers just force-feeding him 17-plus targets a game. I, I don't see it being as great. I know Derek Carr could keep him above, like head above water type situation, but I don't know if Derek Carr would care to like just force feed him everything as much as Aaron Rodgers does. I'm going Debo if he's on San Francisco and he's gruntled as shit. You know, that's a real word, by the way. Gruntled to be gruntled is like to be just like happy. Really? That's, that's, like that's, that's real. Sexual that's real. Because disgruntled, unhappy. That's well, cool. don't don't go to Urban Dictionary and look it up. Look it up on you know something real like Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dakota, yeah, what do you think? <laughs> Actually, uh, I'm going to pick the opposite side of that. Um, if Debo stays, he's already voiced his displeasure with being a wide receiver running back hybrid. I think you're going to see less of that. I think you're going to see less end rounds, less lineup in the backfields, less things like that. He had eight rushing touchdowns last year. That's an astronomical number for the amount of carries he had anyway. That's not happening regardless. But you're taking him out of the backfield. What's your best case scenario? Two. It's not going to be many. Um, Devontae Adams is, I think, in a worse situation than Green Bay. There's no doubt about that. But Derek Carr and him are familiar. They played together at Fresno State. They paid him a shit ton of money. He is That's crazy. a thing. That's a thing. The Fresno State connection is They're friends. Un- uncommon. Yep. They're, they're, <laughs> That's they're, uncommon. Very they're really good friends. I think that he's going to be a, I don't know, top eight receiver. But Debo, without running – if he he had 120 targets last year, I mean that's a, a, a lot of targets. Despite not, the rushing, like I, how I many? Know, 120. That's not that crazy. That's like top 18. Did he have like 70 rushes? Yeah. What, was his, what were his touches? His touches were 200 plus. Were they not? Uh, maybe that, nah. 59, 59 times for 365 yards and eight TDs. So he didn't run for a lot of yards, but a lot of TDs. Yeah, he scored. That's what 121 targets for 77 catches, which you mentioned, Dakota. It's not, it's not earth shattering, but that's solid wide receiver production. No, he he's a great player. I like him yeah. a lot. It's just with uh, and 1,400 yards just on those 77 catches, which is massive. Let's think about who he plays for, too. He just pissed off Kyle Shanahan. He might bench him for three games just because he's mad at him. So on that note, exactly right. Uh, on that note, do you remember the uh, not this time, but like August last year when we were prepping for redraft leagues? The big question was 49ers running back. Who do I draft and when? 
Elijah Mitchell's name was not involved in this. It was, is it going to be Trey Sermon or is it going to be Raheem Mostert? And then it ended up being Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel. And that's, I'm out on 49ers weapons. Oh, he was in the background all last time. I don't trust this shit. Samuel's making a comeback. Matt said, I said that Brandon Ayuk was going to be the guy. And Matt (laughs) Matt said, Matt said Debo, and then off we go. Uh, we we let him take his victory lap like six times. We're not doing that again. But all right, let me toss out a couple. Uh, I'm gonna toss out four names of guys who I really like, and I want you guys. You guys can pick one of them, two of them. Talk about whoever you want out of this group of four, who I think are gonna be really, really great. And we're talking redraft dynasty. I don't remember because I didn't write it down of what I specifically said. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Cortland Sutton, Elijah Moore, Michael Pittman. I like all four of those guys a lot moving forward. And I don't know if you guys had thoughts on any of those four guys. I'm on Ross St. Brown from the Lions, Cortland Sutton from the Broncos, Michael Pittman from the Colts, Elijah Moore from the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. What do you think about any of those guys? Anyone that stands out? the right. At the right value, I like all of them except for really Elijah Moore is just not exciting to me like he is to everybody else. So I'd like to hear one of you guys kind of hype him up. But Amara, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, Sutton. Who was the other one you mentioned? Uh, Michael Pittman. Pittman. Big Michael yeah, Pittman. I think, I think they all have interesting situations like Pittman and Sutton with new QBs and Amara Ross St. Brown with like what I think is a team trying to improve to an extent. I'm excited for them. I'm not really excited. Otherwise. Um, I like almost everybody you talked about. I'm kind of with Matt. I love Elijah Moore. I think he's good, but his hype has gotten so high. I'm not going to bet on production out of him with a second year, Zach Wilson, that we don't really know how talented he is. I think they probably take another receiver in the first round. I just, I'm, I'm or not- no, they're going to get Debo, dude. It's going to be fine. They might. I'm just I'm not all there with Elijah Moore. I think he's a good player. If you want to draft him in Dynasty, great. I think he's a good investment, but I'm just not there as far as redraft goes. I think he's going too high. But Pittman with Matt Ryan is super interesting. I'm even I, I think Matt Ryan might be washed. Even so, he's gonna hyper target somebody. He always does. Pittman is super talented, and he's the only pass catcher on that team with any talent at all. Bro, T.Y. Hilton. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is he still there? Is he yeah. still? Is he yep. still there? Yep. Um, he was talking about retiring with Jack Doyle because I really, I think they're really close. They talked about time together. But oh my god, that's so sweet. T.Y. Hilton is the player who won't do anything all year until he scores a touchdown against you in fantasy for like <laughs> seventy fucking yards. Yeah, like, he'll just piss you off. Um, the most interesting one, though, I think you talked about, I think Pittman's an easy buy. I think that's just so simple to look at what he did last year. 30 receiver going to improve easy. But Sutton is interesting. He's going behind Jerry Judy. He's done more than Jerry Judy has ever done in his NFL career. He had an 1,100 yard season. People are forgetting about where he split time between, I think it was, was it uh, Drew Locke? And Drew Locke? And Drew Locke. He had 1,100 yards. He's an alpha type receiver at. Big body, contested catches. He gets open. I'm actually one of the guys, like, I'm not usually somebody who's going to project outlier things. I go by, what did they do last year? What have they done before? Um, you know, 
do they have competition coming in? What's their ceiling? But Cortland Sutton, I am in on. I think he's going at like 25 or 26 on ADP. And yeah, and Dynasty is 27, but I think this is what I wrote down for Dynasty. Top 20 receiver pretty easily. I think he's better than Jerry Judy, which I know is going to upset a lot of people. Um, he catches <laughs> touchdowns. Jerry Judy does not do that. It's and, hard to say who catches touchdowns when the the <laughs> mega alpha male, Drew Locke, Mizzou, <laughs> University of Missouri. Uh, all right. You know what? What's up? I think it was horse cock lock. Was his nickname. <laughs> can we can we start describing? Can we? Is that his nickname now? His horse? Oh, I, yeah, that's like a real rumor. It's like Nick Foles had like fucking horse dick Nick or something like that when he was in Arizona. Love it. Oh, uh, I thought it was it, it was big dick Nick. Is that what it was? Okay. And there's and there's also big dick Rick, which is uh Ricky Fowler in golf. I don't care. about Everyone's that. chance. <laughs> You're not not a golf guy. <laughs> a little bit. Is there anyone else you guys want to talk about from a wide receiver perspective, uh, positive, negative, Dakota, you got? I've got two guys as buys and two guys as sells. I kind of want to talk about them all because they're pretty fun. Do it. Darnell Moody is an absolute steal right now. So he's going uh, on sleeper ADP, which is going to completely change by the beginning of the season. But he's going as wide receiver 40. He's ranked as consensus rankings on fantasy pros is 31. He finished as wide receiver 24 last year, splitting time between Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, Justin Fields, bouncing all around. He had Allen Robinson there the first half of the season. He had 140 targets last year. We talked about Debo being a good option with 120. He had 140. Mooney was uh, Mooney finished ahead of T. Higgins, Terry McLaurin, Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. So go ahead. I'll take him over all of them. Uh, maybe not AJ Brown, but Bro, no. But go ahead, continue. So anyway, after uh, week ten, which is when um, A. Rob was pretty much effectively shut down, he was done for the season. He averaged ten targets a game, over ten targets. He was on pace for a season of 172 targets, 90 receptions, 1,200 yards. I mean, if the touch, he only had four touchdowns last year. If the touchdown variance goes up, you know, three or four touchdowns. You're looking at a guy who was a top 15 receiver last year, and I think that could happen this year. He's very good, very talented, hyper-targeted. He's an easy buy. And he rushed for a touchdown last year, by the way. Nice. I didn't know that one. Yeah, of guys that you didn't know that were 1,000-yard receivers, Darnell Mooney really does stand out. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a good player. I remember watching him as a rookie, and I'm thinking, that guy is really good. And then last year, he exploded. Mm-hmm. Great man. I'll throw out one more guy, Matt, unless you got, you have somebody. No, nah. you don't. You don't. You were traveling this week. I Tell me if I'm wrong. Brandon Cooks. Okay. Davis Mills was not that bad. He, he did a good job as a rookie. Yeah. He finished over Is a that still thousand- their starting quarterback this year. Davis Mills wow. did better than the majority of the rookie court. He finished light years ahead of Trevor Lawrence, by the way. Yep. But Brandon Cooks is still the guy there, and he finished with over a thousand yards, ninety for a thousand thirty-seven and six. And I'm a big fan. I think Davis Mills, at the very least, is competent. Like you watch Mac Jones and you watch Davis Mills. If they switch teams. I'm not sure the teams do anything different. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And yeah, Brandon Cooks is great. I, I think that's a great call. Continue, Dakota. You had more guys to talk about. Uh, yeah, the second one is highly controversial because everybody remembers him. Oh boy, after playoff game. So I've seen people get made fun of for liking him, but it's Gabriel Davis. Um, he okay. had a monster game against Kansas City, and now people are wanting to have him on their team, and people are like, "You're overreacting." But let's just completely take that out of the equation and let's talk about what he did towards the end of the season. So at the end of the season, um, Emmanuel Sanders got hurt. and He was out, I think, the final three weeks. And Gabe Davis didn't do anything all year because he was playing behind Emmanuel Sanders. He only had, like got 30% of snaps almost all games. But weeks after Emmanuel Sanders got hurt, he was playing over 80% of snaps. He averaged eight targets a game from the best fantasy quarterback in football, and that's Josh Allen. He's finished number one the last two years. He's a great fantasy quarterback. Um, he scored three t- t- touchdowns in the four-game stretch without Emmanuel Sanders. Um, he was on pace for like, I want to say 140 targets, something like that. I just think uh, he's getting 39 um, ranking on Fantasy Pros, 43 ADP on Sleeper. I think you're buying him at his floor. If he's as bad as he can be, I think he's going to finish as a top 40 receiver. I think he's a pretty easy buyer right now. With a, He has big game potential all the time. He yeah, plays- cool. Cole Beasley is gone, and Manuel Sanders is gone, and Josh Allen's going to eat. Well, Jameson Crowder did come in. I think he's going to take all those Cole Beasley. Oh, Matt, talk about Jameson Crowder. The chowdster. Oh, shout out. No, he will not. No, he will not. It will go to Diggs, and it will go to Davis. Is that? Wait, that's what you said. Okay. Well, I mean, you guys want to talk about age. Ah, How old is Crowder now? Oh, he's got to be 40, 45. 28. I looked it up today. I thought he was about 48. I, Dakota, that must be a typo. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Ah, no, that's good stuff. And guys, you hate. I'm going to hurt your guys' feelings really bad. Wait, 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 wait. Stop. Because I've got one guy listening here that I think is overrated. Can I say? Yeah. Is it AJ Brown? It is. Okay. Yeah, he's uh on um ADP sleeper, wide receiver eight, wide receiver seven on fantasy pros. He's never finished above wide receiver eleven. He has health issues. He plays he's too with, hurt. He's too yeah, hurt. He, he gets hurt all the time. He plays in a system that was twenty six last year in passing attempts. Uh Ryan Tannehill is a great fantasy quarterback, not a very good real life quarterback. Um I just I don't see Really, how he, if you draft him at eight ADP, how much higher is he going to climb? I think he's talented enough to do whatever he wants, but in the situation, I don't, I don't think there's a great finishing prospect above eight, number eight for him. I'm going to argue, or I'm not going to argue with you on any of these points. What I do want to know is since he's expressed interest in potentially moving to another team, is there a team? where you think he hits his worth. If he he would just fit right into a system and he would get the volume and the attention he needs to be a fantasy asset, uh, what any, team would that be? Any team with a competent quarterback. But obviously right now you're talking about team with assets. And I'm Packers? Sure, Packers is where I was thinking. I'm not sure about their cap room. Um, sure, he goes to Packers. He would shoot up draft boards. Yeah. They can't have yeah. a lot of cap room with the, what they just gave Aaron no, Rodgers. That was yeah. – that That's why rude. they could pay Devontae Adams, and that's what he, the kind of money he wants. I think he's Chicago. Maybe explore what Justin Fields can do. The Colts is the most like. Well, no, they wouldn't trade him in division. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, know. 
<laughs> it's always the Jets. The Jets are always in there. <laughs> the Jets. Uh, no, yeah, I love AJ Brown. It's just like, and at their peak, with tick injury completely out of uh, the equation for all uh, wide receivers, who's the best talent wide receiver in the NFL? If you take injuries completely out of it, a you can include age stuff. AJ Brown is up there. Oh, he's probably top five. I he think definitely uh, up there talent wise. I think I think Chase is up there, but Chase I uh, I won. Ch- yeah. Chase is the first person thought. Yeah, I thought. One of the guys who's way down on draft boards right now, who I think should be in discussions with that is DK Metcalf. Love it. For Dude's the yeah, freaking talented. He's down at like I'm looking at him at wide receiver 17 right yeah, now. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I agree. Um, Matt, you got anyone you love that you hate? You're attracted to any of the three? Justin Jefferson's handsome. Nah. <laughs> did you say no? I did you say did you say yes or no? I'm sorry, you may have cut out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I said no like three times now. And here is okay, okay. Well, apologies across the board. Um Dakota, I know you wanted to talk about tight ends because you've got some feelings on tight ends. I do. I think one of the biggest buys is a guy who finished as a top three tight end last year that people are treating as an afterthought, and it's Dalton Schultz. He Ooh. Had 108 targets last year. Um, he's attached to Dak. They lost Amari. Michael Gallup tore his ACL, I think, the very last game of the season. I, how does he not get over 100 targets this year? I don't think there's any way. He probably sees 120, 130. He's, I like it. Yeah, he's being drafted at his literal floor. There's no way he finishes outside the top eight with that short, unless injury, obviously, um, to him or Dak. But he plays in a great offense, really good quarterback, going to see a lot of targets, just such an easy – you just look at the board and you're like, how? It, it's easy. Well, yeah, I mean, Titans have gotten a little bit deeper recently, surprisingly. Um, right before Dal- Dalton Schultz, I see Dallas Goddard, which I don't even know if I agree – about that, but behind him, I see Dawson Knox, who I think might have more potential. I get what you meant. There's vacated targets, but we've all already talked about people like CD Lamb getting more targets. So, how much are these vacated targets getting shared around? Dawson Knox has a guy that we've all touted, Josh Allen, just being a fantasy monster. So, why can't he be the guy who really excels this year? It's funny you say that because I have Dawson Knox as one of my faves. Oh I yeah, think, I think he looks just like Robert Tunyon from two years ago. So Dawson, really? Had, yeah, he only had seventy targets last, like seventy-four targets is what he had, which is not enough to sustain people. He had a crazy high touchdown uh, percentage. What about Mark Andrews? I don't know what his targets were, but in his like biggest years, wasn't he like seventy? No, he was like ninety-eight and then like ninety. All and right, all right. It could happen, but with Diggs, I don't really see how somebody could become a target hog. Do you know how old Mark Andrews is? 26. He's 26. Do you have it in front of you? No. That was a really excellent guess. That's an excellent guess. You know how old George Kittle is? 20... 25. Dakota? 6. 28. Okay. He's 28. Anyway. Well, that makes sense because we talked about like, like the, the golden year for tight ends is like 27 years old. If you look at statistics, and I think last year we we're talking about him hitting that golden year, and 
So how old is Dalton Schultz? 25. He's 25. He's 25. And how old is Dawson Knox? 24. 25 as well. Okay. So I get what you're saying for sure. And how old is Travis Kelsey, Mac, as we bring it up on every show? We never old remember. As fuck. He's younger than me. He's 32. <laughs> oh, man. Anything else, to, uh, Dakota, tight end wise? Uh, just one I really like is Zach yes, Ertz. Zach, Zach Ertz. Yeah, How old is Zach Ertz? Probably like thirty-two. Probably about as old as he seems 35. like the kind of guy who's like twenty-six. And I'm like, what the fuck? 31. Okay, look it up. I am, I am, I am. But continue. Um. Anyway, so his ADP. He's is, thirty-one. Um, Unbelievable. He's thirty-one. His ADP is tight end twelve. Um. After being traded to Arizona, he was tight end four. Um. He saw double-digit targets in three of the four final weeks. He's just a really safe floor. I don't see how if you draft him at 12, you're going to be super disappointed. You're going to lose out. Probably very safely a top 10 tight end if, you know, health is there for him and Kyler. Just – I think he's safe. Super easy. He's going to be cheap. Easy scoop up. Um, Another guy I don't like that people are super hyped about is Hawkinson. Oh, like Hawkinson. Yeah, I'm getting I, into my, my lines now. His his talent's great, but he's being drafted as the sixth tight end. It's like if we like DeAndre Swift as a pass catching running back, and we like Amon Ross St. Brown as a very high volume sort of target wide receiver, and we acknowledge that the Lions don't have a great offense. I don't see how there's a world where TJ you'll take Schultz before you'll before you'll take Hawkinson. At their ADPs, absolutely. If they was straight up, it'd be I meant like straight up. They're both on the board. And you know you're going to take I'm one. seeing Hawkinson yeah. at six and Schultz at eight. So if you they're close. Trade, if you send me a trade request, I'd take it. I'd try to get <laughs> more because I know public perception. But, yeah, I would do that in a heart. I traded Hawkinson away in a dynasty league. That dynasty league I'm in to another guy. Um, I told you we're doing that startup draft in another one I'm in. And I had uh, Mahomes and uh, – uh, Knox, or not Knox, uh, Hawkinson, and a guy offered me Allen and uh, Goddard, and I traded him straight up. I oh, like for Allen. sure. Oh, like, for sure. I like Allen more than Mahomes, but I like Goddard more than Hawkinson anyway. Agree. Um, I just – he finished tight end six last year in points per game, so if you want to take him at tight end six, great, fine. I think it's fine. But you're drafting a guy at their ceiling is not what I want to do. I want to draft him at their floor. I think you're drafting him at a ceiling, and I think it's – a pretty easy fade for me. Let's uh, let's put a bow on this, and let's talk Dakota. What is your NBA Finals prediction? Because I know that you are a basketball fan. So, is what that, do you got? This is fun. Um, I think the Bucks are going to win it again. Oh, Matt, you'll love it. You'll love it, Bob. That's Matt's I team. Beat the Warriors. I, I think the Bucks will beat the Warriors. I have a Bucks. few teams. I like I like the Bucks. I also like the Grizzlies. You like good teams. Um, well, Grizzlies, Grizzlies and Pacers both because they're on like the Valley Sports, originally Fox yeah. Sports, like local. I'll watch them at times and I like to root for them. I, I like the Bucks. I had an old roommate who liked them, and I think their logo is fucking badass. It One is. of the best logos in sports. Yep. Um, Jerseys are great, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'll root for the Pelicans, too. Outside of that, I don't really have a much m- much favoritism. The the Suns lost Devin Booker the next two games. It kind of I saw, that. I saw um, but that. 
I, I think it'll be Bucks Warriors or Bucks Suns. I think Giannis is one of those guys when their team's losing. Yeah, I'll, I'll root for Bucks all day before I root for the Warriors. Yep, me too. I think I'm going Bucks. I will give you my prediction is going to be the Utah Jazz over the Philadelphia 76ers because Jordan Clarkson is the fucking man and I love him. What's that? He is swaggy, no doubt. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Jazz over 76ers, although um, my team is the Washington Wizards. But they they did not do well. <laughs> no, they didn't. Oh, and uh, a lot of my friends and family are big Grizzlies fans, and it makes me want to root for the Grizzlies because I want to be involved. But I have a soft spot for Jordan Clarkson, not exactly Quinn Snyder, because he was kind of a shyster when he was at Mizzou, but. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go jazz. So you guys got anything else to add before we close this thing out? No, thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Dakota, you did a wonderful job. And I think Scott's going to be super jealous that he missed this show. Uh, Matt, do you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll miss it. He'll, he'll be sad about this week. Yeah, Matt, why don't you just take us away? Remember, have fun with it. Peace. Peace.